0: Everybody, what is up? Welcome to Xbox Ultimate Podcast, episode 160. Uh, It is spooky season. We're in the middle of October. We're going to have some uh, fun times talking about some of the Halloween events coming up and that are going on right now Um, in games. uh, We're going to talk a little bit about is there some media bias going on right now as well? It's one of our favorite conversations to have at times. Uh there's also more ABK discussion to be had after Phil's interview the other day. Me and Pong talked about that a bit last night. Uh Xbox's marketing is ramping up uh big time right now. Lots going on in the gaming space, but uh want to say a huge shout out to this amazing chat. Um you all rock. Uh and thank you for all the support you show to the channel and the shows and just showing up being here. Um Hit like button, share it out, sub to the channel if you do like the content here. Um, and if you don't, I'm sorry, but appreciate you anyway. Uh, audio listeners, you all rock as well. Thank you all for uh, taking a part in our shows and to uh, being a part of everything we do. Uh, but real quick, a special huge shout out for me. Um, my beautiful wife, Caitlin. It is actually our anniversary today. Uh, married for 16 years. Um, So I want to give a huge shout out to you, babe. I love you. Thank you for everything you've done on the the channel to support everything we do here. Um, Another awesome thumbnail tonight, but also just everything you do for the family. Um, You're absolutely amazing. Couldn't imagine ever a day without you. So you're absolutely amazing. And uh, thank you for being my amazing wife and happy anniversary, babe. Um, But yeah, let's get to this awesome panel here guys uh we got the one and only jasper what's up dude
1: one and only huh uh doing pretty good uh just been playing call of duty grinding out that halloween event that uh we're going to talk about i guess later on with other stuff uh tried a bit of halo today with the the boys so been playing a little bit of that too and uh yeah that's about it you're gonna forget diablo (laughs) four
2: you've been playing with us
1: yeah i mean but that was yesterday i was this is a review of today (laughs) We didn't talk about yesterday anywhere else, so come on, Jess. Uh, yeah, and then uh, yesterday and the day before, I guess we were playing Diablo with the family. Uh, so, yeah, we were playing that. Pong was almost level 50. We just got to tier three, uh, world tier three last night. So Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oof, been fun, nice. man. Been, been fun. I mean, uh, Diablo, like, also the season two, like, I did, it's not really part of the Halloween events, right? But it's, it's Diablo, so it kind of feels like that. Like, the timing of season two coinciding with the theme they have going on with the vampire uh-esque stuff going on and season of blood and all that it's just uh it's season two is glorious bro it's so good it's so good everything that season one should have could have been right but uh, we're here now and that's all that matters Fuzzy belvedere how many uh i saw you on uh the tire list when i was playing forza like at level 170-something or something crazy like that. I don't understand, bro, <laughs> how, how the hell you do this, man. But uh, thanks for being here, as always, Fuzz.
3: Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I've, I've been going at it hard as far as, uh, you know, just racing, trying to level up cars. Got a good bit of them level 50s already and trying to, you know, work through some of the bugs, but uh, enjoying myself, having fun with it. <laughs> looking at gt7 on some of the things um and just enjoying the handling on on forza right now a lot but yeah. uh other than that still playing starfield kind of looking at diablo might get back into that but uh man there's we just... ran into you last night on diablo
0: we we saw fuzzy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was there was the, a guy he was in the dad, <laughs> you dad's clan
3: ah uh. yeah <laughs> No, but uh yeah, there's just so many games out there to play right now and it's in an, it's almost like playing a game watching Twitter because uh man <laughs> there there's a game out there about a bug uh with bugs and I'm pretty sure we'll get into that as well <laughs> but uh glad to be here with you guys.
0: Nice, man. Appreciate you fuzz as always, dude. Um psycho how's it going bro you had a, you had a midnight launch last night for um <laughs> spider-man 2 and super mario wonder you had a huge turnout huge
4: huge bro it was so huge that i i had to fight people off with bats i mean it oh, was insane man. well i guess yeah. it's better than shooting people like that other guy
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow <laughs> uh, yeah that happened yeah. in florida everybody it's crazy world out there uh how many people do you have at your uh, spider-man 2 super mario wonder uh, launch party going on at gamestop
4: i had a staggering staggering eight people
0: wow <laughs> that is a lot uh for gamestop these days for sure it is uh, yeah. massive
4: <laughs> massive midnight is that the same number of employees you had <laughs> no we had two <laughs> okay and um yeah it, it was uh uh it was disappointing. It was so dis- and three out of the five or three out of the eight were there for uh, Super Mario Wonder. Yeah, and like the, the so it's weird, man. So like there was like everyone that came for Super Mario Wonder were in their Mario pajamas, like husband and wives with their little kids at midnight, and I'm like, yo, <laughs> what what is this? But I'm like, okay, and one guy dressed up as Spider Man. And uh, it was weird because he, I looked over and he had his, he took off his like little eyelids so you can like actually see when he was paying <laughs> for his copy. And I looked over, I'm like, you're right, Spidey. And it was, it was the whole thing, but yeah, it was, it was not as, uh, I thought it was going to be a bigger turnout. Um, we had a lot of pre orders. I mean, I think we had about 50 pre orders and we had literally five people for spider-man i'm like wow so i can only imagine today was very busy uh for the other guys but man yeah i was just it was just nuts but yeah i've been playing um i have i've been trying to get into um diablo but it's like uh between starfield and uh then i started playing um age of empire and then uh like a dragon ishii Ichin? I think some whatever it is. I saw playing that today. Um I just wanted something a little bit different and um uh, been enjoying that. I kinda like it because it's like like a dragon but you're samurai. So it's like Yeah. Okay. This is cool. So I've been enjoying that today. And um but yeah, and so not really too much and other than uh hearing people unable to download their spider-man 2 game with their digital copy when they bought the 600 hundred dollar console so um that that was uh kind of kind of freaky because we a lot of people were like hey why can't i download this game like well it's probably because it's uh it says you have to be uh download on the 20th and stuff so we get a lot of calls yeah um about that it's like because i thought playstation you were able to like what xbox you could do you could download the game like pre-download it but i guess you can on playstation because they're like yeah you gotta either buy it through the store to preload it or you gotta wait till the day it comes out if you got a digital copy so yeah
0: interesting uh interesting yeah, stuff so going on. um yeah i'm gonna dust it off at some point here put spider-man 2 uh in or, <laughs> yeah or download it. yeah dust
4: dust that off yeah dust uh, the console off um I, I still can't believe that comment
0: uh pong soul we had a fun show last night uh Good. about three and a half hours or a little over yeah uh yeah. dove into a lot of this stuff but uh mm-hmm. also spent a lot of time playing diablo season two uh the last few nights yes sir yes uh, sir how, how you yes, doing sir.
2: Doing good. First of all, happy anniversary to you and Caitlin again, uh, the beautiful Miss Caitlin, who does all the wonderful graphics and thumbnails on these shows. Uh, again, you guys are just freaking amazing human beings, and it's always great to see two people in love uh, stay in love. So uh, congratulations and happy anniversary. You, um, and uh, yeah, otherwise this week. I was back into Starfield and then Diablo season two hit. And I was like, Yeah, I got to check it out after watching the fireside chat and stuff. And I told everybody in the DMs, I got to jump back in. It's looking pretty good. Yeah, as Mav and I talked about last night for about the first 45 minutes or so, it has blown away my expectations of what Blizzard and that team have done to this game. They have listened to nearly every th- complaint that the community old and new had about the first season of Diablo and completely went in that direction. And then some the absolute loot Christmas that this game is now is unbelievable. The amount of mobs and how much action is going on in the screens at just pretty some basic, you know, locations. I mean, yes, some of the places where we're activating, you know, mini boss battles and that kind of stuff are uh, amazing, but even some of the just random locations, you will all of a sudden be mobbed, and my God, is it hectic! It is fun. The loot is absolutely incredible. I can't stress it enough. They basically went back to the beta. It might even be beyond the beta level of loot right, loot right now. And Mike Yabara, I was afraid they were going to come out. In a little bit and say, yeah, yeah, about that loot, uh, we're going to scale that back. But Ybarra has been promoting it. I think they're trying to buy everybody's goodwill back again with loot drops. And it's working. It is absolutely working because having my whole entire inventory filled with legendaries while leaving yellows and blues by the wayside there is no better feeling. Just and those leg- the
0: yellows and blues are not, not even important <laughs> <Yes>. anymore.
2: <laughs> they're not even important anymore. And the legendaries are actually better than the last ones that you picked up in a lot of cases. They keep leveling up as you level up. And the level up process, yeah, as Jasper said, I'm level 49, almost level 50. And that's about 12 hours of gameplay, maybe somewhere in there, maybe 10 hours, 12 yeah. hours of gameplay and I'm almost level 50 already. And we already did the capstone dungeon and got onto tier three. Yeah. Diablo four is back folks. If you haven't jumped in again, even if you haven't purchased it yet, if you were holding off, cause you had too much other stuff to play 10 hour free weekend this weekend, this is the time to go check it out. It is on fire right now. It is well worth it. Like Mav said, it's Halloween themed naturally by itself. Perfectly suited season two with vampires. Um, it is an awesome time to jump into Diablo So go check that out. Uh, Otherwise, yeah, I was back on my Starfield kick earlier. And obviously we did Modern Warfare 3 beta last weekend, which was again, Mav and I talked about this last night, the nostalgia trip that they are selling everybody to push DLC into a $70 full price game they're not hiding it this is 100 yeah you guys like old call of duties here you go here's all the old call of duties that i've been eyeing that time. little
1: skin for like two days now and, and- then
2: little skins <laughs> and i you know i bought into the uh, uh what's the what's the latest season uh, the, the black
1: uh, so season yeah, six
2: black yeah 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 i bought into that because the see-through android yeah. uh bodies are just so cool and those are all going to carry over into modern warfare 3 but modern warfare 3 beta the movement the gunplay The maps, because they're the old classic maps, that's when Call of Duty was peak in that, again, more people play Warzone now, but classic Call of Duty multiplayer, that's when they were peak map creators, and they haven't changed them. They've just made them look better. So all the classic strategies, all the un- other stuff un- that we remember is visible at times. <laughs> well, to you, man, because
5: you don't remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I heard about that.
2: <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, it, it's the golden age is here. I have so many games I have not played. I have not touched. So much has dropped in the Game Pass. Normally, you guys have known me for the past three years that I'll come in here and list off eight to 10 games that I'm playing. I'll give you these little obscure indie games that jumped in to Game Pass that I tried out for an hour or two. I'll give you a little heads up on some of those. None of that. There's too much right now. I'm overwhelmed. I am thankful that we are here in this time to be gamers because my God, is it? freaking fantastic next year already is lined up to be the same i don't know when i'm going to catch up on some of these games i do want to play but they're going to be there and i'm happy for it my god we are in christmas time it is the golden age yeah. folks so have a great time we got, we got topics out, what, to next too. week
1: too yeah. for game pass yeah
0: it, it is christmas time because i we got some coke earlier and it had santa on it <laughs> you got we some got, coke we got um, santa coke
2: oh what what kind of coke?
0: You know the coke was speak My interest. You know. Oh,
2: okay. Okay. Is
1: that like a, like a local gang symbol? My or nose just started no, itching, so no, I didn't. I wasn't know, sure.
0: You know, like Santa <laughs> Coke. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Sure. Uh, anyway, the coke. white snow uh, that you know. no, nasal O'cola. drip.
0: Oh, Yeah. Pop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> th- thanks to Alvin, hit us with a five dollars super chat. Uh, says. Saw the thumbnail and realized my tenth anniversary nightmare before Christmas jacket is now twenty years old. I Haven't mm. felt this old in a while. Get wow. used to it. it.
2: Just keeps getting worse and worse every year.
0: Nice. Uh, that's probably. I gotta see a picture of that jacket, Alvin. Uh, that's gotta be pretty cool. Um, Spartan six six one member for three months says, "Can we have a Microsoft update for all Activision games?" It'd be nice, you know, get a little bit of uh, some free updates and stuff to even uh, update them for especially the older games and stuff like that. Uh, I definitely wouldn't mind that. Uh, But, yeah, let's get into some of the conversation here. I I actually have a list because there was a just there's a plethora of these Halloween events going on right now. Um, It's like in an insane level. I've never seen this many um and a lot of them are actually really good and there's a lot of them i want to play that i don't know if i'm gonna have time to so i'm gonna give a shout out to some of these that are out there and it's kind of like the peak of live service games at times when this these halloween events are going on for some reason that's just really kill it every halloween season with these things but there's even above and beyond that stuff uh right now and even if you count like halo infinite season five it's not necessarily halloween theme but because it's the flood armor core set and stuff, you get that vibes as well.
1: Well, um, some of it I think is. I think they got like a pumpkin visor and like, yeah, a spooky cat and shit like that. And so shit
0: like yeah. that too. I, I some of the stuff I unlock, even this face plates and stuff is more like um, dark theme type shit. So that's pretty cool too. Um, speaking of Halo Infinite, real quick, uh, there was a um, community made battle royale mode that dropped today um it's called inherited uh i did check it out earlier
1: did it work for you
0: yeah i got into a game
1: oh okay because i couldn't
0: oh you couldn't get in it uh yeah no i
1: i I sat there and it loaded for like five minutes and nothing ever happened i just sat there in the lobby so i gave Mm up
0: yeah i just looked in the custom game browser and found one that was like near full and joined it and it eventually loaded up and i got in um i tried playing it it's cool you know um I, I want the real Battle Royale. I'll say this. Shout out to the community members and all the work they put in to create that. But, like, at the end of the day, honestly, for me, it just kind of felt like a a big Halo map where you have two lives. That's kind of honestly kind of how I felt. Yeah, I mean, it. like,
1: I, I from just the videos, it looked pretty ass, so I was going to give uh, it a the shot. Map but...
0: <laughs> is, the map is not the best to be honest like there's some great forge maps out there and i think because of the size and scope of this one it's just like and i think it'll get better over time and stuff too as they probably keep working on it um some cool stuff they had to do a lot of work for this so i'm not trying to take it away from them it's awesome that yeah. they, they did this and it's gonna be a really fun thing for people to play um
1: it's just it has that forge flavor that yeah you can't really get rid just, of.
0: and i i <laughs> I just really want the actual Battle Royale because it, really playing that made me realize like how limited trying to do a full-blown Battle Royale is within Forge and like doing it the right way, which we know certain affinity will do, I think is what I really want to try. Right, So I can't wait to try that when it comes out. But the, um, I got a list here of some of these Halloween things. And this is from GameSpot.com. Uh, So these are just a few notable Halloween events going on. There's Rocket League Haunted Hollows. So uh, for anybody that's super into Rocket League, um, which I know there's some out there like that just only play Rocket League, like Special Nick and people like that, um, (laughs) just like. You mean
2: Nintendo fans?
0: Yeah, (laughs) pretty pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Rocket League (laughs) fans out there, um, you know, they're going to. Find that Haunted Hallows probably has a lot of content. Uh, That event goes from the 18th to November 1st. Um, There's like Jack Skellington uh, items for the cars. Uh, There's all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, Anyway, there's even a... Did y'all know there's a Pokemon Go Halloween event going on? Yes. (laughs) So if you see people walking around looking like zombies, which they do when they play pokemon go anyway it's maybe because they're playing the new halloween event in pokemon go um i think one of the most notable ones and one of the games that does it best every year is call of duty um and they have the haunting right now um and you said that the butcher is in war zone is that right
1: Jeff? yeah all the like special bosses are in war zone so it's kind of i find that kind of lame but i wish there was like some way you could kind of like do it soloish but yeah. whatever
0: If there's a Lilith skin you can get, um, I've, I mean, I think call of duty, it was the first ones to really kind of do this big with the Halloween themed event. I remember actually, as I think this was one of the first streams you saw of our, on our channel pong back in the day is, uh, fun speculation, fright night. I was going to do this like annual thing. Maybe I'll bring it back. I don't know. But, uh, that was a call of duty Halloween event that we were streaming that night. And it was like uh zombies running everywhere and a special war zone mode and stuff like yeah, that. They
1: got, they brought that back to today. Uh, zombie war zone. They yeah. got that in there. Um, overwatch. I like, I feel like one of the first people to actually do it big though. Cause I think it's like overwatch. the overwatch one. Yeah. Okay. They used to have like pumpkin skins and stuff. So
0: yeah, that zombie mode was really fun. I actually really liked that mode in, in call of duty. Um, apex does it well as well as well apex legends has been going halloween big time um and i have played a couple of their halloween events in the past but they got another big one going uh, doppelgangers collection event is what it's called um so check that out um warframe any warframe fans here anybody that's super into warframe
1: i have brought I up know. one destiny they used to do a pretty good one too
3: yeah yeah i used to play a lot of destiny's holiday thing with the bags of candy and the masks yeah. and stuff like that
0: yeah, is it uh, they go all out or is it kind of like
3: they do a decent amount like there's like little decorations everywhere and then there are certain uh, uh, missions where it's pretty much you're fighting the pumpkin head and, and ghosts and ghouls and things like that. So it was always pretty cool. Right on.
0: Uh, another game that's done it really well is Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite usually has some really good Halloween stuff. They have Fortnite, Fortnite nightmares going on right now. So, uh, if you like Fortnite, you can always look forward to that. They usually kind of change the map quite a bit too. And there's like, you know, stuff on all the houses and all that kind of stuff. So that's pretty sick. Um, overwatch two is on this list too, Jasper. They have Halloween terror event.
1: Yeah. Um, Right now they also have a bunch of Diablo crossover stuff in there too.
0: Yeah. It looks like overwatch two has a lot of content. This is a new, there's a new mode trials of sanctuary, uh, four players working together to fight against spooky enemies uh, with the end goal of defeating Blessed Mother. It's like, all, I, I want to play all yeah. this
1: shit, man. Yeah, that's like a Lilith skin or whatever, right. so you're fighting Lilith in Overwatch. I,
0: I just want to, how do we have time to try all this stuff? I feel like all these <laughs> games are kind of competing against players' time, right? Yeah. Is why they're doing this, because if they don't have it, they know that people are going to play the, the life service game that does have it.
1: You know what I mean? That's so- what, you just got to pick the few you really care about and focus on those like you can play around a few minutes in some games but if you really want to finish one you just got to pick your time Right. pick your game
0: uh-huh. then there's GTA online yeah. they have like this big ghost event going on right now um, that's what the
3: kids are playing right now yeah well I say kids but they just turned 18 but they're yeah that's the big thing that they've been doing um, you know most of today and tomorrow so we'll we'll see <laughs>
0: here's one that i wasn't expecting it's red dead online this actually has me intrigued and i don't know
1: someone in the chat mentioned that
0: i don't know if maybe we should bring the no-gooders back for a night just to try (laughs) this out the only thing is it's such a big download and stuff for it
1: and then you play the game and you don't know what the fuck to do so you just sit and camp for five (laughs) hours and last with each other
0: uh, so this event runs through November 6th. It says the players can take part in All Hallows Call to Arms mode where they fight against waves of attackers. And I think it's going to be like monster-ish looking guys and stuff because the screenshot that they have for like the event or the, the art looks pretty sick.
1: I mean, if it was anything like that Undead Nightmare multiplayer mode they had where you could like mm-hmm. do a horde mode and like fight around the church and then there was like blue fire and shit, that was pretty dope. Yeah,
2: no. You know, uh, you know would have been really cool if Rockstar actually would do DLC like they used to back in the day, yeah. and giving us another <laughs> Undead Nightmare. That would have yeah. been even better. We could have permanent Halloween uh, going on in, in Red Dead Two, but uh, ah, yeah. not Rockstar anymore.
0: Man, that,
3: <sighs> they don't want God. my money. I Missed the boat on
0: that so much. What if they just even did like a big like DLC or something with with Red Dead Online with Undead Nightmare? Like they could do so much, man. Like and please, for the love of God. It's an old game now. Just give us sixty frames and it update it for free, please, please. I'll pay twenty bucks for it. Honestly, like even <laughs> if it's not free, just give me the sixty frames in Red Dead. You're you're killing your own game. How many times you're gonna re-release GTA? and give all these updates red
1: dead redemption 2 only made 1.5 billion dollars it's a failure
0: <laughs> it's so, yeah it's so crazy it's a waste to of me. time like and it, supposedly they're working on red dead 3 so they're i mean they are invested still in the franchise it's just like you think gta 6 is just eating up way too much of their resources and time oh yeah
3: and they're still doing content for five with the with the online stuff so yeah. it's they're going for the cash cow it's like oh shark shark cards yeah yeah we'll keep on adding content to five like I can't wait until they sunset five like or uh, GTA online that's attached to five like that'll be a glorious day and that game is 10 years old last month too that's fucking insane (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. <laughs> Red Dead Six—they're building for. uh Grand Death Death 6. Dead right. Six. <laughs> Grand Six. Grand Theft Six. Six—they're building for 15 years this time. I think yeah. they're going for the long haul in this one. So that's probably why they're spending so much on it. Do we think like my what, kid was
3: born when I started playing this game, and now my kid is playing the game? Yeah, right. <laughs> his exactly. kid's playing the
5: game.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there was rumors that GTA Six would actually happen next year. Do we think that's still a possibility? Absolutely.
2: Will announcements
1: for next year get delayed?
2: With their forecasts, no. With their forecasts for profitability, next year is the mark. Does it,
0: do it. Who gets the marketing on it? PlayStation? Nobody. 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 I didn't know if like PlayStation might try and hype it up with the PS5 Pro or whatever. They might. You know. They
2: might. I mean, that's certainly a possibility. PS5 Pro could change things depending on when it launches and where it comes into play. If if Rockstar is going to do a pro version for them then certainly that's a possibility they could work out something for that. But rockstar doesn't need anybody's money at all or limit their visibility. Yeah. They might still take Sony money. I just, I have a feeling rockstar is going to just doing this independent because they just don't need anybody.
0: They really yeah. don't. Yeah. It's bigger um, than concept. Yeah. That,
3: yeah that, that game is going to sell 25 million on the first day, if not more. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, yeah. they're, oh, no. they're going to be owned by Xbox by then anyway. Right. So, um, <laughs> uh also by the way there's also rumors still going around about playstation buying like a 2k or ea or bandai namco and stuff like that like i i don't mind them buying a publisher i just don't think it's really feasible or possible for them to go out and get one of those big ones like that um but we'll see you know it's gonna be interesting um yeah but destiny 2 is on this list also guys destiny 2 festival of the lost
1: so um it sure, says, you got to pay seventy five dollars to even participate in that.
3: That's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> screw that,
0: man! Yeah, it says players can jump into haunted sectors of the game to find new and returning Halloween loot, um, new eerie ingrams to open that can be crafted into exotic armor or festival themed rewards. Um, so they have got quite a bit going on there as well. Fuzz, like you mentioned, uh, there's Dead by Daylight, Haunted by Daylight, which is always a Halloween themed game anyway. Really, if you think about it. <laughs> But they do have special stuff there. Um uh New World. Amazon's kidding. Yeah. It, yeah. Really? New World. It has Night veil Hallow. <laughs> uh or Hollow. Or it says Hollow, H A L L O W. I don't know if it is that how you spell Hollow? Hallow? Yeah. It is it Halloween? Halloween?
2: Is it the beginning of Halloween or no? Or- well, it says
0: Hollow. Oh. Like H A L L O W, but I always pronounce it yeah. Hollow. Is that yeah? Am it's I okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it says players can unlock a range of spooky costumes, including Captain Thorpe, uh, Adiana, Anubian Reaver, and Lost Monarch. There's treat baskets hidden around each town in the game, and they include a variety of items, including candy. Uh, the evil villain Balthazu and his pumpkinites. Are running amok and players can try to defeat this level 66 boss to earn special rewards like armor pieces and costumes. Hmm. Um, they got Halloween items in the shop and all that stuff too. It's worked. Yeah. Their,
2: their peak players in September uh, was 25,000, their all time peak in September. October, 77,000.
0: Halloween events, man. I'm yeah. telling you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It brings people in. Um, Animal Crossing. Uh, New Horizons Jack Ho- Jack's Halloween's of, uh, Halloween event.
1: Is that a games as a service now? It seems
0: like it, right? Um, <laughs> can
1: you buy stuff? I don't know if they have stuff you can buy in that game.
0: It says there are special themed items available at the nooks, cranny, and leaf, leaf shop. Candy and pumpkins will appear in the world. Players can also see villagers dressed up in costume. That's the ones on this list. There's even more. I mean, there's more that aren't on this list, and like but it's just absolutely insane i was really age of empire yeah age of empires is not on the list forza horizon 5 uh not on the list they're both having Halloween events also yeah Dia de Muertos or whatever and then they have uh um on, on age of empires they have the hallows um eve like theme or whatever i forget what they're calling it but uh there's even like a shop in there with pumpkins and stuff like that uh really cool stuff man i'm digging all this halloween stuff the only issue is i want to play it all and i can't um there's just not enough hard drive space (laughs) there's not (laughs) enough time so you know what it's diablo and and uh that's pretty much what we've been playing the last couple nights um would y'all have like a favorite out of all the halloween events like specifically
3: no destiny used to be that for me, and uh forza horizon well, Forza Horizon always have had like something around the holidays and stuff. And with the the Day of the Dead uh, that they had like last year, there were some T-shirts and some other unlockables that were pretty cool. So I'll, I'll probably hop into those. But Diablo is sounding a lot more interesting the more and more I hear about it. And I just got to yeah. figure out if I'm going to try it on PC or just play it on console and be happy with it. Yeah, kind of thing. so. We'll see.
1: I know that, like, technically Diablo doesn't count, but because it's like its season or whatever. But I think Diablo right now is doing it the best just because you can experience everything for free. Whereas all yeah. the other games, you usually have to buy a skin or buy your way into it in some kind of form or fashion to actually get everything. Whereas Diablo, it's just you play Diablo. Right.
0: That's We're, that's a good point. Although it's not technically a Halloween event. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's at the he end. It definitely of the day, lined
2: yeah. up the season, though, with yeah. vampires and stuff to be. I mean, the game naturally is because it's horror based. But the fact is they they knew this season two was going to fall right before Uh Halloween. So I'm sure they thought about that when they kind of designed the whole idea of the vampires and stuff. Because What's what's more Halloween than vampires? Maybe witches. Yeah. But outside of that, it's vampires, right? For the most part. So, just made a lot of sense. It works.
0: It works. And that's kind For of sure. how I feel about Halo Season Five too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It just can, completely stuff. coincides. Like you got the mm-hmm. more grotesque uh, armor with the flood theme, and you got even the na- like the name cards and faceplates, and some of the other stuff you're unlocking, like the uh, weapon skins and all that kind of stuff, are kind of more like horror themed as well. Even one of the maps, the map that has all the purple shit in it and stuff, kind of like dark and kind of eerie, you know, theme going on there. So um, really cool stuff going on in in gaming. And uh, with all the games to play, all these games, of service games at the top of their game right now, uh, and then also all these new releases. Um, But one of the scariest things that's been out there for many gamers who just spent $70 on a game is... The horror of swinging around as a as a spider and getting trapped in a building. Oh, what fright that is!
2: Uh. Or as a sugar cube too. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? I didn't <laughs> see that one. Oh yeah, no. Spider Man turns into a, a white cube. So of course, the console warriors ran. Oh, perfect! It's a sugar cube for all the ponies. Congratulations! Nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So, we were kind of talking about this behind the scenes, so I'll kind of get into this. Like, Spider-Man 2, huge launch for PlayStation, Insomniac makes another great game. Um, however, there seems to have been, for some reason, no mention, really, or addressing all of these bugs from all these reviewers that have come out um, to give this game high praise. Um, Wave even, I even saw a tweet from ACG talking about the... Uh, I guess it's the other guys on his podcast. Um, yes, correct. That their yep. playthroughs have been r- absolutely riddled with bugs and stuff, and they've had a lot of issues. So this isn't just coming from the J-Rocks in the world all having fun with this, right? But this is this is coming from multiple sources where this game has a numerous bugs, and now you may not have it yourself, right? I've seen people say, hey, I've had one bug or you know, didn't really have absolutely. anything. Uh, you could say the same thing, though, about another game. That had numerous articles and people talking about the bugs and stuff like this and and one of the most bug free Bethesda games ever, and that was Starfield, right? Yeah. Um, or Cyberpunk. Or some cyberpunk. of us didn't have bad yeah.
2: cyberpunk experiences either. Yeah.
0: So this is a thing that's kind of out there and it's it's kind of brings more light to the fact that and it's not just a a console war thing or a PlayStation versus Xbox thing. Um, I feel like this is a real just pick and choose what you're excited about, what you're a fan of from the reviewers, and if you are, then you just completely bypass and ignore the issues that it has to give the ultimate praise for everything that uh, your favorite kind of game has. And then if you're reviewing something that you may not have as much excitement about, or you feel like you're not, a, you're a little bit more judgmental of the developer or something. You're going to pick it apart and nitpick a little bit more on small issues and really blow those out of proportion. Let them affect your score really, really heavily, uh, which doesn't seem to have happened at all with Spider Man 2. And there's a lot of clips out there um, showing this stuff. And, you know, people like JRock are getting flack right now for posting so much. But at the same time, shout out to him because at the end of the day, he's doing the same thing that all these people were doing with these Xbox games and it's, they just don't like when they get it back. And that's exactly what he's doing. Right. So you can say it's all nonsense or whatever. And he'll probably say that too. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's still bringing to light a lot of the stuff that these reviewers have been missing. Uh, But it's not just him showing this stuff. It's actual other people that are actually have access to the game now or coming across a lot of these issues. So, Um, Is this something that's glaring more to, like, a... um, I I don't want to say it's, like, necessarily pro PlayStation, but, like, negative Xbox sentiment or uh, pick and choose which games to pick apart and there's no rhyme or reason to the damn reviews anymore in games. But what about you, Pong?
2: You all heard my rants. So, professional reviewers... The majority of them, or let's let's say a majority, I would say a majority at this point, I'm not going to say all, but professional reviewers become more and more irrelevant every day. They show their true colors more and more every review about what it's all about. And that's simply, again, in this case, when it comes to bugs, we've talked about this it isn't necessarily just because it's a Sony game, because we saw favorable reviews with Jedi Survivor, etc., despite massive performance problems that a lot of reviewers actually put in their reviews, but then still gave it a nine or a 10. That's why Mab and I can come out here and say that Starfield is our favorite game of all time and call it a masterpiece. And you can have a billion people jump in and say, Oh, it's not. How could it be? It's got yeah. bugs. It's terrible. It's mid block. These reviewers are no different. They put their underwear and their pants on the same way we <laughs> all do.
1: Some of them they only
2: do, Some of them probably don't wear any. Right? Yeah. That's fine. But what I'm saying is, they're normal people with opinions. And yes, nowadays, because of Metacritic and because of other sites like Open Critic have now gained the popularity and the power, and let's be real, there is a power in these reviews. Some developers are bonused on those review scores, right? So there's a power attached to this now because those sites, those aggregate sites have now created a single number. Back in the day, we didn't have a single number to sit here and talk about. We had to go through, maybe I bought You know, maybe I bought EGM and maybe Mav bought a totally different magazine and they would have different reviews in them and we never saw the other one. But nowadays with a site like Metacritic, it really has condensed it all into a singular number that everybody can point to and say whatever they're going to say about the game. And again, we've talked about how the scores have gone from back in the day when we saw a seven or 7.5, that was a good game. We were like, hell yeah, cool. This is a great game. It wasn't until we saw like a five or a four where we went, oh, maybe, we, maybe this game isn't so good anymore. Nowadays, oh, no, 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 no. High 80s, at least minimum, is like the standard now for considering something a good game. So, But these reviewers are just becoming more irrelevant again the masses are never going to stop going to the IGNs because they just don't give a shit enough to pay attention to what's going on. They're going to continue to believe that they're being told the truth, but this is across all journalism these days, propaganda, fake shit. All that stuff is being spread as actual news. And it doesn't matter at the end of the day. This is why you got to find one, two, three reviewers that you do trust that you've listened to or read multiple times. And they kind of match your feelings on the types of games that you're looking at. And that you know that they're going to give you your opinions. For me, it's like ACG. I know he's going to give you my opinion. But like Matt said, with Spider-Man 2, with any of these games nowadays, in 2023, the really hard part about all this is, is there are going to be times where a reviewer might not have the same experience as the same person, his own colleague sitting right next to him. Like ACG found out on his podcast, which Matt brought up that he hardly had any bugs and he talked about it in a review because he always talks about the bugs in his review, but then he got on the podcast with his bros and his bros were like, yo, no, we are having big problems. Like two of them. Like uh, we're having massive, pro- lots of bugs, crashes, all this stuff. That's the problem with video games nowadays too, is it's very hard because yeah. not everybody's experiences are the same. But again, the console war aside. And again, I will say this, what J Rock and others in the community shout out to all of you on the xbox side it is a tit for tat game it will be continuous it will go on forever but i don't blame them for doing it after what happened to starfield and whatever happened to other games it's tit for tat so go ahead do your thing if that's where you're swimming swim but for the rest of us this just again tells you There is nothing different from these reviewers than us on a podcast talking about our impressions of a game. Even if we never beat the game, you're going to hear the same type of impressions and probably going to hear more about the truth. Because if you've listened to us here, all of us, whenever we talk about our, even our favorite games, I brought up my criticisms of Starfield. I said there was issues in Starfield I'd like to see change. Mavsa did the same thing. So you're going to get that same type of opinionated commentary about a game anywhere else. These reviewer sites are bullshit. But again, and the masses are never going to stop, so we're going to continue to hear this. Council Warriors in the circus are never going to stop, so we're going to continue to hear this. But obviously, as Mav said, we have another clear indication. Maybe not all the reviewers had a, enough bugs to talk about them. Maybe some reviewers did have Copies that did perform really well when they played through the game. Again, this isn't a long game, folks. This isn't a star field. This isn't a huge scope game. We're talking about yeah. some people finish this in nine hours, right? 11 hours, I've heard, whatever the case may be. It's not a big game. So maybe through that experience, they didn't have enough to talk about. But you can't tell me from how many different reviewers now, 150 or something like that for Spider Man 2, that there wasn't some in there. Or at least a percentage, a measurable percentage, whatever that be, 30, 40% of the reviewers did not experience some of this stuff that we're seeing because they were playing a, a, a version without the day one patch. So you can't tell me that after even after the day one patch, we're still seeing this stuff that they didn't see some of it. And they just went on by about their business. And a lot of them never said one word about anything wrong with the game. Nines, tens. But again, it didn't even matter for a Jedi survivor. People mentioned the performance problem. Still gave it nine or tens. Again, take it all with a grain of salt. But reviewers, professional reviewers, the majority of them, are simply biased people who pick and choose what they want to praise, what they want to tear down. They feel like they have extra power over the masses because they're professionals and nobody else is. You guys could never do a review. You don't know the whole review process. They throw out all this language to gatekeep who they are as professionals because they want to protect this little world that they're in. But in reality, they are no different and they're showing their true colors. And in this is journalism across the board, no matter what topic you want to pick. It is no longer about even putting up the face of neutrality. You are just going to say, "I'm doing a full, complete editorial with all my opinions and facts, be damned." We're just going to throw it out there. That's my that's my number. That's my score. Here it is. It's a masterpiece. Go play Spider Man Two, PlayStation Five forever. That's yeah, this is so.
0: <laughs> well, well said, man. Um, honestly, there's nothing on honor- it that I've seen that I would be like, "Oh, I, I should." I no. can't play that game, right? But yeah. like the same thing like with that. a lot That's of the really cool. other games, you know. Yeah. So it's like um the hyper focusing on some games where you talk about it a lot or yep. you don't talk about it on others and all this or kind you of stuff. Seek it
2: out. Yeah. Whereas other times you may even see it mm-hmm. and you just turn a blind eye. But other other games might not even be obvious, but they go seek it out. To be able to point it out in their reviews, right, yeah. and in their talk, because they know it's going to drive engagement. Matt, again, that's the name of the game for journalism. Written
0: about it for a month after yes. the game came out. Engagement, you know,
2: people writing articles about how they've already forgotten about Starfield. Yeah, you just <laughs> you wrote a whole damn article, Ryan Ryan article for engagement, talking about Starfield, the game you claim you forgot about yeah. now already. My,
0: my response was like, "Why didn't you write about the other games you forgot about?"
2: Right right because it won't get you because engagement you fucking because actually fucking forgot thing. about
0: them you right. shit they can't write about <laughs> something you forgot it. like this the whole kind of thing just like doesn't make sense and you know it's all for business and clicks at the end of the day and i feel like at the there's sometimes yep. because i i honestly feel like and i don't know i, I want to know y'all, y'all's thoughts on this and maybe get fuzzy's take but i honestly feel like there's so much love for certain franchises and certain games and certain, so much hype about it that some of these reviewers and sites are actually scared with some games to pick them apart while they know that it's cool with other games and franchises to pick those apart. Right? So there's a little bit of a inherent thing just there. Like it is not just console based because we brought up Jedi Survivor, right? Completely ignored all of the problems and issues that that game had for a while. I played it. I got it. I, the reviewers convinced me. I got bought into the FOMO. I'm like, oh, yes, it's going to be amazing. I got it. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? How, how is this the game that they've all played? Like, I don't understand and comprehend this. It's war it was way worse than the first one, looked worse, uh, played worse, had way more issues, audio bugs, glitches, artifacting, shit just going on left and right, and it was even supposedly worse on PC. Yet, no mention of any of this shit, right? Except for the fact that, oh, EA told us we're going to have a day one patch, so we're cool with it. Like Really? And then you're going <laughs> to for Starfield you're going to be talking and making articles for a month about these random fun type bugs that you have and then Spider-Man 2 has some of the same stuff and you're absolutely fucking quiet about it at launch and not even talking about it at all? How is this possible? Fuzzy, is that what's going on? I don't understand. Oh well, yeah.
3: Well they're afraid that if they get blacklisted by Sony, they won't have these early copies and things like that. Like I- I'll give you what I consider the, the last straw for me when it came to the gaming media. When they did the hit pieces on Forza Motorsport 7 having loot boxes, when it didn't, you couldn't use outside cash to buy them. It was only from in-game rewards that you earned in the game that you could buy these prize boxes. So technically that wouldn't fall under the loot box premise because you're not using real-world cash. But yet GT7 had those. It's just that they didn't add them until after the review process was over. Now, did they adjust the scores on those? No. But for a month, they wrote about the loot boxes in uh, Forza Motorsport 7 when there weren't any. So that, for me, showed me everything I needed to know as far as the gaming media. If I didn't already know at that point. uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor was another one. Now, that one, it's a beloved IP. So they're going to always give it, you know, the benefit of the doubt. Which, okay, great. Me, personally, that was that is that is the last EA game I buy, day one. Period. Never again. Battlefield 2042 was a, a, one of the straws. Anthem was another straw. Jedi Survivor, that's it. EA's off the list for good. <laughs> Haven't bought an EA game since. If they're going to say that that's a perfect 9 or a 10, and that game was that unplayable at that time, then I don't need to listen to anything that they say. Like, I hate played that game or I hate finished that game. Like, you know how, like when you just hate something so much, you, you, you go through it. Yeah. That's what I did because I was <laughs> like, I paid my money for it. I'm going to roll credits and I'm done with EA and that's it. So when it comes to Spider-Man, I already knew I was going to wait and and get this later on down the road, wait until it's on sale There's enough games to play at this time. Games I've already paid for that I've barely touched. So I can wait until after the holidays. But I'm glad I I didn't experience FOMO because I'd be pissed as hell at at PlayStation for the fact that this game is another one of their broken games that they've released since this generation. I bought uh, Horizon Forbidden West day one. First five minutes, uh, Jarl or whatever, the, the, the companion that's supposed to follow you, the first mission, he kept on getting stuck in the water. I'm posting on social media. Hey, anybody else experienced this? Crickets. But everybody else has this problem, but they don't want to talk about it because, oh, well, we can't mention Then when uh, PlayStation has a problem with a game because of quality or whatever you want to call it. But yet that's the first five minutes. Oh, well, whatever I did 30 minutes after that with him being stuck in the water, I have to restart my game all over from the beginning and maybe it'll work. So that time it worked. Well, after the restart, it worked. Then later on, you get the special abilities when you use your weapons against some of the um, the Dinobots, as you call them. And then you get stuck in this pose where you just keep on doing like that special move. And that's it. And the only way to fix it is to close the game and restart the game. We've had people in the community almost lose like hundreds of hours of their save process. Now, luckily, there was a patch shortly thereafter Nobody really wanted to talk about how for Horizon Forbidden West was a broken game launch. Nobody wanted to talk about GT7 being, you know, broken shortly after it released when they didn't even have the servers up for like 28 hours or whatever the case was. But, you know, the minute a Xbox game has a problem, it's front page news on all of these gaming sites. Crickets, if PlayStation has a similar issue or worse. So I, I'm, you know, I, I've stopped paying attention to them for years. You know, a few years now at this point, ACG is like my go to as far as like any of the content creators that do, you know, reviews. Uh Season Gaming is another uh site and uh, individuals like Ains that do reviews. I'll listen to those because it's more like a peer review where it's like word of mouth, like the same yeah. as anybody on this panel when they're like, oh, yeah, this game is like like what Pong was saying earlier about Diablo and what Jasper was saying about Diablo and math was saying about Diablo. All of the things that I enjoy about that game and some of the, the issues we've had with the game prior, and looks like they fixed it and now they're having fun with it again. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go back into it. So those are the reviews I pay the most attention to. The friends that are playing the same games or have similar tastes in the games that I enjoy, their their word is has way much more weight than any of these, you know, magazines or, or websites that do reviews just for the fact that they are they going to have some biases? Sure. Am I aware of those biases? We're we're all probably pretty much more so Xbox centric, but either we play on PC or we play on our Series X or S or whatever. But that and still, if that's where I'm playing my games right now, that's probably the best source to go to somebody that's on that platform experiencing those games as far as what they think of a game that I might be on the fence on. So it, the, the the gaming media has just been. Uh, They've been more of an advertising clickbait, you know, source now, like instead of making it about the actual game and reviewing it within that instance and not worrying about what the competition's doing or anything like that, as far as the scoring of the game, that would have made, you know, to me that would make more sense, but I guess it doesn't generate enough revenue or it doesn't generate enough review copies or keys or codes early enough so they can be the first to review and things like that. So I kind of understand why they go this route where it's like for the engagement, keep, you know, certain advertisers happy, keep certain brands happy, but it's not doing, you know, the gamers or myself any good as far as even, but paying attention to them, but it is what it is. But uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's lopsided and, you know they're you know it's almost like uh what do you call it like Scooby Doo where they unmask the villain at the end they're showing their true colors at this point like I mean we all knew that like, they were PlayStation fans they grew up on PlayStation so it's like oh yeah they they have a certain affinity to PlayStation but when it comes to Xbox it's like oh no ugh, you know ev- everything is bad about Xbox in their eyes and you know the least little thing with PlayStation it's like oh no that's that's not a bug that's a feature
1: so even like. Talking about the bias thing for a minute, like, even though like we're all like majority Xbox people here, like we still call out Xbox or their games whenever we don't like something. I I've been on Halo's ass forever. You called out Forza stuff that's like you don't like in the new Forza. So it's like you just have to try to set your biases aside as much as you can and still call it for what it is and what you see. And a lot of these companies don't seem to do that or they just don't care or whatever it is, I don't know if it's hive mind mentality that they have where it's like, everyone's saying this is great, so I can't see past its greatness, it's it's great even though it's right in front of you Yeah, exactly
0: The hive mind thing's been around for a long time and it, it like, this goes back really to the 360 era for me like, um, I brought it up several times, but I've no- I noticed um, trends, you know, with media and games media and that kind of permeates I kind of feel like it usually starts with big games media and kind of permeates throughout the communities, right? Um, What gets accepted and talked about and becomes the talking points from the big games media becomes the reality and perception into the community and what they accept as reality and just uh, deem their opinions based on that, It, it seems like. And I implore everybody to be able to think for themselves, but like even back in the 360 era, there was two games that I always bring up Uh, a lot with this conversation because these games were kind of ahead of their time in a way and they got criticized for the wrong reasons Um, and they really struggled with reviews and it hurt the ability for those games to succeed right Um, and those two games were actually from two great developers and uh, doing some really amazing things and that was Shadowrun First Person Shooter from uh, FASA on Xbox, and that was also Chrome Hounds from from software published by Sega on 360 as well. Um, The thing that made those games interesting because it wasn't normal or popular back in that era to be primarily focused on multiplayer as a game, right? Games that had the multiplayer element where there was a campaign, you know, then you had multiplayer, right? Now, these games did it differently. These games had the, the primary focus of the game was multiplayer the only kind of thing campaignish there was more or less just a tutorial to teach you how to play right and yet the, the every single review it seemed like out there was like oh the campaign sucks like the campaign is is like short there's really no like and it's like it's the game ain't it's fucking like this is the tutorial you guys what are you even fucking talking about the campaign for these are fucking multiplayer games right like And these were games that were celebrated and talked about from the people that played them and were having a blast yet that talking point kind of permeated through the, uh, through the community and the casuals were like, Oh, this game's mid it's got a seven something or whatever. And it's like, okay, we're just not going to, not even going to pay attention to it. And, um, You had some of these cult classics form out of it, but these games could have been way bigger, and I feel like the sabotage comes from the top and the hive mind mentality, and, it, and that still exists today, and it, and it exists with other things, like game price increases, right? Who was the first people to always come out there and championing it? It was big games media, right? Uh, oh, it's okay. It's like, we're just going to make it okay now, or then you go on to the next thing, and then the next thing, and the next thing, and then when you talk against it, it's like, why are you speaking out against this? You know you're not you're not going with the trend of what's okay and acceptable now. You're we're gonna make excuses for it, and it's like just it's a lot of bullshit out there with hype mind stuff. And I feel like that's always been a problem with reviews, at least in the modern era of gaming. And I and mean, it's accelerated it it with
1: social media because it just spreads even faster. Because yeah. people can't think for themselves; they see the person they follow on Twitter that they like or whatever that they look up to is like. 100%, it's 10 out of 10 games. So then they were just like, yeah, it's 10 out of 10 game." because I can't think of myself because yeah. he said it.
0: <laughs> it's like, and I, I've really felt this all along, and I, I will battle anybody who challenged me uh, uh, on this premise. Review the game and judge it for what it is. What is the experience they are trying to give you? That is what you should judge. You should not judge it for what it is not, right? Because that is not what they created. That is the issues I had with Starfield Reviews. That's the issues I had with several other reviews out there. Um, And then for some reason, when the game is what they thought or what they perceived it should be, it gets a pass for all the other issues, right? And it's like, just reviewers, you gotta just... just, If you want to give Spider-Man a 91, that's cool. I don't have a problem with that. If bugs aren't that important to you, that's great. (laughs) But then when you review something else, keep the same fucking energy... And make sure that they're still at the same level of importance. Because those kind of bugs of Spider Man 2, they're not important to me either. I don't find the game is probably going to be broken because of those or whatever. It's just going to be, you're going to happen to come across a bug. Yeah, the major reason why Spider Man 2 is
1: ass is because you get Peter Parker levels and Mary Jane levels. <laughs> Who the fuck wants to play as Mary Jane and Peter
0: Parker? But just like keep the same energy. It's not fucking hard to realize that you have a track record within yourself and especially on an overarching website where you harshly criticize some things. For specifics, and you give passes on other games for those same specifics, and if you want to go into the, oh, but every reviewer is different. Well, okay, right? Well, it's not fucking, you're under your website's umbrella. You should have a fucking standard that you follow, Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, that score represents your brand, and the stuff that the reviewer is putting out there represents the thoughts and minds of your entire brand. Uh, screw this whole, oh, uh, you know, he says what he says. It's just his opinion. You know, everybody else here has a different opinion. Well, if the entire rest of your entire fucking uh, website and every all the other employees there think a game is a fucking 10, but you give the one jackass that thinks it's like a six and he represents your fucking score in social media and the and the reality of the perception of what your score, get somebody different to review those games. You got to do better right at the end of the day and i'm not saying spider-man doesn't deserve a 91 it probably does but other games deserve it when they get shit on for some of the same damn things that spider-man has and it's just really frustrating to see but it is what it is i guess it's just the world we live in um any thoughts on this psycho we move on cool talk bro all right let's get out uh, let's go move on uh past this thing right Hello? yeah we can hear you now okay
4: i think something's wrong with. it says my internet's unstable so oh, okay. i don't know if it's me or but yeah so it, it's just it's fucking crazy because we kind of we're talking in the uh, green room about this and it's just nuts how the 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 blatant uh blind eye to certain games because they like them, because it's a a style game that they prefer. But instead of giving honest opinions, like, you know, Starfield is not the type of game that I like to play, but this, this, and this, and, you know, give honest fucking opinions. If a game is so buggy, rate it as how it is and update it if they fix it. That's what you should do. You shouldn't base a game on the promise of possibly because it, because Jedi Survivor, it wasn't a day one patch when it got fixed. It was was what, three months months later? later, Six (laughs) months. They just got fixed like last month. Yeah. So six months. Yeah. Oh, 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 the day one patch was, you know, six months later. Sorry, guys. But that's the thing. It's like give the honest opinion, give your honest review. of of the game that you're playing if you have a game that is uh buggy as hell then i guess maybe hold off on reviewing it and just put a review um here's my uh temporary idea uh thought of the game um and I will give um, once you know the day one patch comes out. They're out not going to do
1: that though because they lose click because it's all about engagement
4: as soon as it gets. Yes, and it's that's not worth it unfortunately that is where we are in all meat in media. It's engagement, the news does it, it's all journalists. It's just they're tr- it's just driving to get a paycheck and they don't care if it hurts the hundreds and possibly thousands of people that worked hard on a game to give for us to enjoy and they're just shitting on it so they can get a paycheck because a they think it's funny or they're trying to get um a, you know they're they're trying to get back at somebody because they acquired one of your favorite uh, studios because you know, your pe- now your fucking your panties are, uh, fucking riding up your ass. But <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Psycho. Like, oh, yeah. Speak on.
4: Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm what I'm just trying to say is that there's a media bias in this fucking industry, and and it's just it's it it sucks that we get. Uh, good games shitted on and games that don't get shit on get a pass and it, it just this sh- cycle kind of needs to stop because it, at the end of the day when people games that come into like for, uh, the xbox when they come into game pass and people are able to experience a game and they're like holy shit this is nothing like what they were saying they would then realize that they're full of shit and what they're talking about means nothing and they will lose their credibility within uh the at least i think the the casual market yeah one day
0: (laughs) oh man uh there's just i just saw every time i go to twitter i just see more clips of star Of spider-man bugs dude. (laughs) this is all i see and it it, i mean it's it's a thing right this is the game's got some issues but like
2: steel said in the chat steel said it earlier when he first popped into uh shout out to brother uh but uh he said that some people are trying to break the game so there's some of those bugs but there are some just every kind of gameplay bugs like legit like just People are just playing the game and it's just like background shits going on. NPCs not doing anything. Enemies not fighting like there's both and there's a lot like there's it's not just a couple people. It's a lot from a lot. Some people even outside of our normal community, too. That are posting them that are saying, "Yeah, this just happened to me. What's going on here? Like, this is crazy, it, and it's all over the place. It's not focused on one thing." Like, there's, I got, a, there's uh, a lot of. Writing. I got
1: Sony's narrative for this. Uh, if you're a yeah. pony out there, listen up. This is what you do to twist it. Spider Man sold a hundred million plus copies. That's why you're seeing so many bugs out there because it's so popular. Because it's so mm, popular. Yeah. Is what it yeah. Is?
0: I prefer your. It's Mysterio ca- causing issues. <laughs> oh. let's, just, let's just
2: chalk it up yet again. I mean, again, it's 2023. We've seen this. We've been through this. That. The this is where we're at. We got past the point of ever having devs and publishers delay their games further. Um, now with the budgets the way they are and with the you know absolute necessity, have content out there at certain times, we are going to continue to see this. And I mean, yes, we got to call it out. We got to criticize it. We got to hope that they do better. Got to hope that they yeah. put things in place that are going to fix this stuff. But this is where we are. And this is why steel and i'll be talking about this a lot tomorrow because steel and i have made made this a focus on a lot of our shows tomorrow uh on living split screen is that honestly if you can get over your fomo yeah when a single player game comes out we are now at the point where you can legitimately say like fuzzy is doing with ea games and others don't buy the game wait you will You will play better because you will get the best experience possible and you will pay less because chances are that game will be on sale. There's a win-win situation. Now, for the people who say, yeah, but I don't want to be spoiled. The story is really important to me. I get you and you're going to have to weigh those two options. Do you want to play potentially a really buggy game and get the cool story and not know anything about it? And that's more what you want or can you say to yourself well i'd rather play the game in the best light possible the best experience possible even if i take the chance that the story spoiled for me but my experience still will be the best like that's what you're going to have to weigh in those cases but otherwise stop buying games day one it's
1: also not that hard to avoid spoilers if you try like it,
2: yeah. It, yeah no it, yeah. It, it's it's not and i you never see
1: spoilers on
0: shit be honest with the you the thing
2: I go seek them out so I see them all the time but again they don't bother me so I don't give a shit but yeah you do I mean there are some people that spread them and there are people that you will catch you off guard where they'll talk about something seemingly innocent but But they'll I just post mean a like boss if, fight.
1: if you cared like about that right. like if you yeah. second you see Spider-Man just Scroll. Up, yeah. Keep scrolling. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah, yeah. There's just some people that do post boss fights early yeah. on and some, you know, and some people that really affects again, for me, I could give two shits. I don't care. But for those that are out there, if you can't wait, you're going to have to judge that for yourself. Like Steel always says, know who you are as a gamer and stand on that square and again, if if bugs, these bugs in Spider-Man, I'd be laughing. I'd still be playing. Bugs don't yeah. bother me. That's who I am as a gamer. I don't care. But you just got to learn this right now. Single-player games especially. Multiplayer games are harder because you want to get them at their peak. Yeah, and generally speaking, that's, that's early. Single-player experiences, there's no reason to buy day
4: one nope. these days unless it's absolutely something you need And they've to already play. come
1: out and said New Game Plus is going to be later this year. Yep. So
4: correct. Yeah. And the thing is that with Spider-Man, you know that Sony, they probably knew that this game was in the state, and they could not delay it any longer because then they would have no games in 2023. And imagine that fucking narrative. Well, they had to get
1: it, it in for but the Game Awards. I don't have to get delayed it delayed. No, I don't think it
4: even <laughs> it, it even uh, uh, was able to make it. I believe, or is it at that deadline? i think november is the yeah the november's line. i think okay. one, yeah yeah it's like november the, 8th but ish. still but that's the thing it's so now here we are you know sony kind of pushed out where's this quality this we you're spending seventy dollars and people are like i will spend a hundred dollars because of these polished right that quality was, games that's
0: a good point psycho because that was a Big talking point news as in a narrative about the making up for the price increases that it, it's necessary.
1: not about quality anymore. It's about brand. You're paying for the brand. No, no, it's just no. like Apple. It's it's a premium they thing and are it's all just, about quality. It's that's not quality.
4: why <laughs> that's their narrative though. The narrative is they pay this money for the quality. where, where is the quality when the game comes out in this state? if you want the quality they would have to delay it if they had a delay it, then they would have nothing in 2023 and then what narrative then like oh no they they pulled what xbox did last year but xbox did have a couple games it's
1: they it's were, the same but, thing with apple it's apple's it's about the brand you're buying the brand just so you fucking have it and that's what yeah, playstation's and gets, it goes back you
2: know? to what we said to Jasper and what the like, cycle we've been talking about is People are going to forgive things that they love. They're going to forgive. I flat out said, when I talked about Starfield, you guys all know my bias on Starfield. Yes. I can still criticize yeah. it for the things that I see. Yeah. But, but at least you're I honest go- about it. Right. Right. But, but know, am I like- going but am I going to point is ever because of how much I love Starfield is every little thing going to bother me as much as somebody who necessarily doesn't feel that way about Starfield? No, they're going to be more irritated. That's what I'm talking about. Like people are naturally. So people who love Spider-Man and who love insomniac and their games, they're going to forgive Mm -hmm. more than somebody who doesn't have that attachment. Or they're rooting
0: for insomniac. Right. Right.
2: Right. It's just going to happen that way. Naturally. That's human bias. It's in all of us, but, but you know, overall, the 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 only real the only publisher that can really claim quality these days is honestly Nintendo right their games come out polished their games come yeah. out and seem to all work yeah Sony but lost also that
0: way
1: less yes. ambitious cor- cor- correct man. Right. Of and they got they reason. got hit hard over the Pokemon game the Pokemon game uh, but that wasn't really it was, it's yeah. not
2: technically first party right. So, technically, yeah. um, anyways, yes, but I'm just saying overall their games performed. But Sony's old quality, I mean, the new narrative was they had an 80, what 88 curse or whatever the hell it was, 89 curse or whatever it was. They couldn't get that 90 mark anymore because of what Fuzzy was talking about with like Horizon. Horizon had a freaking ton of bugs, they have dropped their QA. As well. Their QA is not the same as it used to be, but people are still willing to forgive it because, like Jasper saying, it's my favorite plastic, it's my favorite brand, it's my favorite thing. So I'm going to forgive more and I'm going to ignore stuff more. It is that human bias that comes into play for all of us. But yeah. I think there are some of us who are more willing to step back and talk about things obviously, as we all have here on this show, we've been blasted by Xbox people before for how much we have criticized. We're, some people are able to step back, some people just aren't, because their egos are so wrapped up in all of it. Is what yeah. it is.
4: Like, like Redfall. Yeah. Well, Redfall the- had more issues besides... <laughs> <laughs>
0: like- no, 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 yeah, I'm just yeah. saying,
4: like, we mm-hmm. criticize, and yeah, there we were some yeah. people in the community that were like, you're just blah, 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 blah. It's like, bro, yeah. take take the, cu- the Xbox cock out of your mouth wow Whoa, oh, sorry, uh, sorry. sorry. Hey, I wow my, my panties I mean, are riding up wow Jesus. Yes. <laughs> all right um i have- love xbox don't don't get me wrong i fucking love xbox but yeah we can't tell
0: that's it um so let's you do a game the- pass
4: ad <laughs> that you like that?
0: we'll get it we'll get it that soon because that's going to be our next topic yeah. but the um we got a couple super chats to get to. A uh, Spartan six six one hit us with the two dollars. Says, "LOL, all Activision games showing Microsoft or Xbox logos." And his follow up to his uh, um, mm-hmm. updates for the Activision games. Yeah, it'd, it'd be interesting if we start seeing those in COD. I don't know if we will or not. Uh, but on PlayStation, booted up on, every time they launch Warzone, to see uh, the Xbox. Yeah. You know, um, it'd be interesting. Uh, Game Shark with the two dollars appreciate you. Uh, Game Shark says, "Let's be honest; it's just Xbox hate, fear, or jealousy." There's, I think, there's some out there. I mean, there's one person out there that gave uh, Starfield a four that was blatant about it, and that was Jim Sterling, and that's actually weighted on Meta. How that is actually counting towards the score when you have an openly, uh, "I hate Xbox, I hate Bethesda," stance, and I'm going to always review their shit negatively, no matter what video out there like how that's actually
1: but it also gets outweighed by people that just are blind to Xbox love you know it's like 10 out of 10 it's Xbox game so Mm. I mean those things kind of they kind of naturally bounce out they
3: they should do like a uh, remove the highest and remove the lowest Like they've done that in other review things. Like they used to do that with car reviews. The highest and lowest review gets dropped. The The difference
0: is, I think that's way more common, Jasper, and it permeates through all games. And what could be, you could say that for publishers, you could say that for brands, you could say that all that stuff. But the blatant hate and going to negatively give something a sabotaging score just for the sake of it is the same thing as review bombing something, right? Um these sites have an anti review bombing policy, a lot of them, but when you actually have a weighted review bomb pretty much on your algorithm is pretty fucked up. Right? It's just what it is. Uh anyway, also, um we got a five dollar super chat from Adidas twenty zero. Appreciate you, says to be fair, Spider Man should have got the same score as Redfall. A can of raid is needed for all those bugs. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily go that far, but uh, you know I do think the Bucks should have definitely been accounted for more um, with the scores, if they are still using that in all their other reviews, especially uh, well, not all their reviews, they pick and choose which re- reviews to make it count. Um, also, Adidas200, Adidas, oh, yeah. too. <laughs> Adidas uh, welcome to the channel, uh, bro. Appreciate you joining as a speculator. Um, you're absolutely awesome. Appreciate the support. Um, Jax, 82 with a $5 says Spider-Man two is the first $70 game I bought this year. Maybe my last, this is another, put it out and patch it later. Love insomniac, but I'm done. Fair take. Like Pong was saying, you know, maybe wait, you know, don't let your FOMO. I have been weighing, getting it right now, but honestly, there's so much other stuff to play. I'm excited to play Spider-Man two, but not like overly excited to where I just have to be there right now. So I will play it at some point um, and maybe there'll be some patches out by the time I get to it. But um, even if they if I did play it day one, I haven't seen anything that would actually like negatively impact my feelings on the game based on the bugs I've seen. Uh, I think they're just more silly things. Than,
2: unless you bought a disc and it wouldn't
0: unless, actually load. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then also, like um, uh, another one I kind of want to get is Super Mario Wonder. Right? So I'm probably more likely to get that sooner than later, but it's just about timing and being able to pick the time that I have to play games and, you know, got to pick and choose. And it sucks me having to pick and choose, man, right now. It really does because there's too much good shit. But I will leave you guys with this. And this is to the reviewers out there. With great power comes great responsibility. Just leave you with that, right?
1: All right, the fucking reviewers are the ones that shot Uncle Ben.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Um, Speaking of Game Pass ads, like let's get into some um, Xbox marketing talk right now, uh, because they have ramped it up, guys. Uh, We saw just in the matter of twenty four hours a brand new trailer uh tv type trailer that's going to be uh, in a lot of places and stuff i think it premiered at a big event or something that was on tv i don't remember exactly what but the uh xbox trailer that uh really well done had um this whole scenario pong described it perfectly last night but it, it kind of went through these different franchises get a great feeling and vibe and stuff um but then also last night we saw a little green in vegas on the sphere, lighting up, uh, lighting up Vegas Xbox, um, having a really awesome ad playing on the sphere there. Uh, this is, is this a result of post ABK finally letting loose? You guys think?
3: Anybody? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I, it's I think holiday the big thing, time too. Yeah. Well, they,
0: they, we've Did we see this last talked talk about holiday?
3: No. that much. No, and I, I, they didn't I think, have much to advertise, right? Let's be right. But they're even advertising
0: <laughs> stuff that's like next year yes. now for Hellblade yes,
3: two
2: and correct. stuff, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they
3: are. Well, like, we've Less. we've always talked about having them ramp up their advertising, and and now that they're actually doing it, I mean, we talked about having stuff on buses and trains, and they started doing that more. So they they started actually with uh, Redfall, but Starfield had a lot of stuff on different vehicles and things, and. Now they're doing the same, um, you know, across the board as far as like advertising in Vegas, advertising during sporting events, um, you know, th- these commercials that they have where it's showing more of the the titles that, you know, are like the go-tos now that are in Game Pass or will be soon in Game Pass kind of thing. So it's it's what we've kind of asked for. And, you know, now they have, you know, the, the hard part. Be- well, part of the hard part behind them as far as playing coy, before getting a b k now they can you know release the dogs kind of thing and go from there,
1: yeah, um, I don't yeah. know how true this is, but I saw the people were saying like it to advertise on the Vegas fear it's like four hundred fifty million dollars like uh, four hundred or
0: so. uh, four hundred thousand dollars a day, oh, is it yeah. That's what I saw, saw. It There's like $400,000 oh, okay. a day for an ad. Can you imagine if it was
1: $450 million? Yeah, yeah I think was...
0: I spoke <laughs> there. But... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that would Profit be Profit on that they'd be like a trillion dollars a year. That would be sweet.
5: <laughs>
2: um,
0: but yeah, they've kind of let loose a little bit, I think. And um, I didn't see a lot of this last year. Now, they could have highlighted their huge 2023 lineup that they had last year with some of this stuff. Um, but they really chose not to. We know they had Hi-Fi Rush in their back pocket, also, which was a brand new IP from um, Bethesda, right? Uh, side um, with Tango GameWorks. Uh so they, I think they were purposefully holding stuff back from advertising last year, and then now yeah. that ABK is closed immediately, you have these things drop right. Yeah, the week They've after. I mean, literally the week after. They've been waiting.
2: You gotta capitalize. You gotta capitalize on the news cycle, right? You're capitalizing on the big news that everybody's been hearing. It's been across all the major sites and everything that even the you know the the masses, the casuals do read. So you capitalize on that. Your name has been now out there
1: in a it's good way. even normal way. news. Like-
2: right, right. But this acquisition is so big, Jasper, right? And yeah, they that's talks- what I'm saying. It's like even yeah. been
1: on normal news. So Right, been on normal seeing- news, right. Yeah. Business
2: and everything else. So now you're capitalizing on that with an advertising you know, setup, rolling into the holidays, which is going to be a big holiday season for them. Next year will probably be even bigger, depending on what they can do with the ABK titles at that point. But you start that hype train again that we talked about like last night, Mab, where it seemingly in 2021 they were rolling, and then the ABK deal got, you know, that got announced, and everything came to a halt with this big giant anchor of abk and now it's off and now you're back out there again now people are hearing about xbox and oh my god they own activision they own blizzard they own all these franchises so now you just ramp it up and you just keep ramping it up because now on top of it internally the vision that you had however far it is for the short term for the long term of why ABK was so important. Now it's full go. You saw the goals that we we's heard and saw the goals they have internally for game pass, where they want to be in the next you know, five, 10 years. You got to, This is it. You just spent $70 billion. You're not going to spend $70 billion and be quiet anymore. You are now making that push. And next year it's going to be mobile as they, you know, hopefully get their store launched and they go up against Google and Apple. So yeah, this is now Microsoft is, they were already committed. Obviously, but this deal cemented everything. We've talked about it time and time again. What this ABK deal meant to Microsoft as a corporation, and of course to Xbox. But now this is it. You are in full press mode. You need to hit those numbers. You want to hit those numbers, so you got to do what you got to do to get there. You just spent seventy billion dollars. What's you know four hundred thousand dollars in the sphere, right? You're, you're going to push. And uh, the advertising itself, as we talked about last night, Mav was all about nostalgia. It brought back, um, and rightfully so, a lot of people called this out because I thought of it right away when I first saw it. The 360 days when they did these live action trailers more. It brought those feels with the they even had a 360 of games. in the ad. They had yeah. they had black ops, they had her as a kid playing black ops in the advertisement. That's all psychological. It hit me right away seeing that. And it, like I said last night on PM the PM, it just Brings back the memories of what gaming means. People can say all the time, well, I'd just rather see gameplay. Just show me games. Advertise me games. We don't need this live action stuff. There's a lot of people that it hits that same way. That trailer really felt like gaming encapsulated. And it showed us what we're going to be playing now and what we're going to be playing in the near future for Xbox. And it really brought that, as Mav and I pointed out last night. Her getting the message on the phone. Yeah, that's purposeful. That's community that Xbox is known for. That's the communication that they've done with Xbox True. Live that you just don't get, mm-hmm. or you just you get in other places, but it's not used to that degree. Nobody thinks of a PlayStation app or of hopping into you know that kind of community playstation is more known for their single player experience.
0: xbox is the is community. that the biggest identifier differentiator you think for the xbox brand is like the online like community that is just th- those that drops. and the style yes.
2: of games too right yeah. the diversity of yeah, games the and the first but DS, yes yeah
1: I, I would yes. say it the online infrastructure used to be but i feel like with the xbox one generation that really kind of took a downturn and like yes. now i think more people kind of focus on yeah and more people focus now on like discord and stuff like that as for but it online. is coming but back it's still, it's the still
2: there and it's coming yeah and that's what i talked about last night too. cycle and uh real quick i'll let you jump in cycle because i know you want to jump into um last night too it's so integrated now in how we communicate through yeah. xbox that we don't think about it but i was telling mav it was funny because when he was talking about this i i just told a short story where i was at work the other night and I've got my Xbox app linked on my work PC, right? And so I get a notification, Mav invited you to a party, right? While I'm working, right? And it's just second <laughs> nature, right? I pull up the Xbox app, go to chat and say, hey, still at work, but I'll be on later. You you up for some Diablo 4. It's just so integrated now, but that, that commercial moment where they showed that, that's an identifier for those of us who have gamed in the Xbox ecosystem where we can relate even more so to her in that commercial when she gets that message because she smiled when she got that message. Yeah, And, I and think when Mav it, messaged me, I smiled right yeah, at my PC. Yeah.
0: And I think about yeah. it like her friend knows when she gets home from work because it's like the yes. routine of like, you know, they get together <laughs> and they, they both look forward to it. It's like we all kind of have that, I think, to to an extent, like, we know when it, like, these times, it's like, okay, I I get to, I get the game now, and, like, you have your party that you hang out with or whatever, and that's kind of, that's lasted all the way th- since the 360 era, you know, like, I had guys I was playing Halo with forever that we knew, for, I know for, like, since Halo 2 came out, you know, like, and we're all different people now, we all grown up, have families and all this stuff, but, like, You know, just sitting in those party chats for so long, and you all kind of, like, know each other's schedules and, like, become lifelong friends and stuff. And it's, like, it's just a very special thing that's, like, unique within Xbox that I don't feel like other gaming brands really... You may have, like, some games that have that within themselves, right? Yeah. Um, But, like, as a whole, like, platform with something it, they pressed
2: yeah. and they pushed on us yeah. and we all accept it right and when you are a part of communities it is like i said integral yeah. it, it, it's just something that's second nature and, now but yeah. it really is something special and
0: it was funny is because that was like literally like took up 10 seconds or less of the entire trailer that they had but that was the most Yep. Impactful, meaningful thing there for like that for and me, the black yeah. ops
1: as her as a game, yeah, it was right? that yes. text message yep. and then her peering into yep. like the past with the black and ops she, yeah, like she, The good old days.
2: And she <laughs> had such a shitty day, Mab, like you were just talking about. Yeah. Such a shitty day, and that gaming can make it all go away. Just like we talk about mm-hmm. podcasting being therapeutic, obviously, gaming for all of us is a hobby that we love and enjoy, but in so many ways it's therapeutic for all of yeah. us as well. And that moment. Where she had this shitty day. She just ran in the rain to her apartment, but her friend's simple Xbox message, wanna play, changed, yeah, made the whole day disappear. And that's what the whole commercial was about. That, that honestly she opened up the back of it. Might
0: yeah. be my favorite Xbox commercial they've ever had.
2: It's one of them, yeah.
0: Like for a brand, I mean there's certain I'd games have that have great ones. Like, you know, thing. you have yeah. the Gears Mad World trailer, you know, you had your Halo oh, yeah, 3 trailers yeah, and stuff like that. But like as for Xbox as a whole, you had your whole jump-in stuff back in the day and all this. This one trailer just was really, like...
4: It, it was, was nostalgic. It was,
0: it, was, it was relatable. You
4: know and what I a mean? A lot of nostalgic points. Yeah. And oh, and I, I was okay. going to say, the, the thing that I, that I loved about the, this trailer and what they're doing is that they're... 2020-2021 was, like, the strong uh, push by Xbox at the beginning of this generation showing they're flexing their muscles saying, Hey, we're here and we're fighting and we're not backing down no more. 2022 took a hit because they didn't have anything. So they were quiet and PlayStation kind of jumped on that. The media kind of jumped on that, but them going back to power, your dreams uh, messaging from the beginning of the generation kind of tells you, Hey, we didn't stop. Our, our, our vision for where we want Xbox, it's just, it, it, there was a speed bump, we got over the speed bump, and now we're, ABK is behind us, and we're going with two feet in front of us, and running, and with this uh, with this marketing. So it, it's just, it, it's, it's amazing to see the, you know, literally, the weekend they had TwitchCon, they did the Nevada Sphere with the Xbox marketing. That was very strategic. I think that there was there were a lot of people there, and we saw a lot of people posting. Holy shit! Look, the the Sphere is an Xbox symbol. And how 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 many of us when we saw that, have always said that is the perfect Xbox logo like advertisement logo like that need xbox needs to advertise and guess what they finished their abk um with with everything and then boom here we are getting advertisements for that they dropped the trailer and they're 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 just going forward now and you got so many great games looking forward so much great stuff came out this year regardless of what you know media said. But we have so many great games to look forward to in the future and and what's to come, we don't know yet. But with when you listen to Phil Spencer with all these uh, podcasts that he does, all these interviews, he has this this smirk like <laughs> you guys haven't seen shit yet. The what's coming out of this pipeline that I I'm hoping that we can execute is amazing and gamers should be excited regardless of what side you're on because this will push sony to do better and this will then have the days of uh really the ps3 and the xbox 360 where was the height of console gaming you know and with the whole like the communication thing we were talking about you know like 360 i mean the that was such a huge thing with the community able to interact with everyone and and sony didn't have any really didn't have chat until the ps4 came out and even then it wasn't that great but because the lack of a lot of people you know did not pick up an xbox one you know it, it was still there but now how xbox integrated um discord and xbox chat with your phone with your pc now like you know like i see like if i'm on my phone and i see a notification from you guys like i'm saying you want to you know party chat i'm like oh shit hell yeah let's go i'll jump on you know because for some reason i'm not getting notifications on the xbox but it, it just that's like the, the sort of things that you don't see on the other side you don't see the that community because it's all that single player experience cuz that's what they're known for and they don't have that more that community where Xbox is known for their multiplayer you know you got the halos yeah yeah even though they do you have call of duty but you still don't have that that community aspect cuz there's not enough of the infrastructure with on the PlayStation side that kind of pushes that you know they're not pushing that that sense of community as xbox does i mean xbox even you know they're people in that are ahead of xbox they're such on the ground level with the community interacting Uh, i mean and uh, freaking aaron greenberg liked my one comment i was like damn that's amazing about that the the sphere i mean you don't see that uh, you don't see, like, M- Mark Cerny. You don't see Jim Ryan. Well, he's no longer there. But you don't see Herman Holtz. You don't see uh, Yoshida. Well, Yoshida kind of does uh, from time to time. But th- that's about it. Out of the whole company, it- Yoshida is the the only guy that once in a while he'll interact with the uh, community. Unless it's, like, Insomniac trying to um, interact with, you know, uh, it- with some stuff and uh or, or neil you know trying to get in a pissing match with uh community members and stuff like that but outside of that you don't get that sense of community as xbox does and and that's why it's so special and that's why this commercial hits uh all those feelings and the nostalgic yeah yeah, <laughs> you're,
0: you're, yeah i think it's <laughs> i think it's internet like kind of they there out
4: what yeah Did it die again? yeah, yeah die the internet the last thing yeah. I heard was nostalgic but yeah it's nostalgic
0: yeah that, we, yeah I get it man it's a uh, hundred agree um I, kt the goat made a comment it says that's why I love Xbox as a former PlayStation player the games they make have communities the games I played on PlayStation were just talking to people about the games Xbox games are shared experiences right and I I do feel like in general gaming is a social experience where you're playing so- a single player games or whatever. And you do have those shared conversations and stuff, but like the Xbox thing is just on another level with, with the community. And that's one of the reasons I think the community is so tight knit. It's kind of online too. It's kind of spread out into social media now and uh, people are connecting and finding other people to play with that way as well. um, Through the Xbox community. I I know it's so
1: connected. You got to appear offline.
0: (laughs) (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) And sometimes a little too much, right? Um, but yeah, it's it's amazing though. Like I, you know, we put our gamer tags out there, and you can follow people and you can interact. They have this whole social media kind of aspect. I see sometimes I'll like Fuzzy will like a a, a clip I have or an achievement or something like that. He's and the only one I know that there's, likes. Stuff. There's, there's a couple now that do it, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I never really use that feature too much, but it's just a cool thing. It makes me smile when you see it happen, right? It's like. It's awesome. Um anyway. Uh moving moving on from that, um man, um Hellblade 2 also released a video today. I don't want to dive too much into this. It just dove more into this capture stuff again. If you care about that stuff, check it out. I just I'm ready honestly for some game more gameplay or just like I want the game to speak for itself when it comes out. I understand this cool technical aspects of this, but like um for those that are interested, go watch it. It, it kind of go into like capturing the full outfits and everything and how they really designed all those in real life as well. Um So it was, it was interesting, but uh yeah. Can't, do y'all think Hellblades uh, earlier 2024, like because of this, I mean, you see it and you saw it in the ad there. You saw it on the sphere. And now mm-hmm. we're we're seeing this new video pop up today. That's three things within like 2 days for Hellblade 2. I've well, we always said
2: January, February, somewhere in yeah. the neighborhood. When March when did we get the, the release date? Game Awards? Game Awards. Game Awards.
0: January maybe? Game Awards announcement. What if they I, sh- I, like you said last night what if they shadow dropped it at the Game Awards,
2: bro? Yeah. So I said just walk out and just flat out blow away everybody play after the show. It would be freaking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like if that would they ended the year that way. Yo, hats I, off if they ever did. I that. could
1: see like <laughs> Game Awards reveal date, and then like they'll have a direct in like January or February, and then like a month right. later, the game will come out probably. Or the Maybe, next week.
2: I don't whatever. I don't know how much again that this is the stuff we don't know because this is such a bigger game than the first one. The first one was critically successful obviously and became
5: yeah.
2: more successful as time went on, right? And it, it finally came over to Xbox as it started out as a PlayStation exclusive, but the fact is we don't know. Like they're giving this team huge budget, right? They gave them a brand new studio, state of the art mocap like yeah. they've been given the red carpet treatment as a studio Ninja Theory. But is this are they gonna promote this game as like their, you know, as 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 Cog Cog over on Iron Lord says, just they're just one? Are they mm-hmm. going to promote it like that? This is now this is our narrative driven game. This is our third person narrative driven game that everybody's been asking for. This is our AAA like do are we going to get a month or are they going to surprise us and they're just going to release it you know, more like Ninja Theory still being a indie studio would, right? That's the big question here, what they're going to do. They seem to be promoting it a ton. Ninja Theory keeps putting all these videos like Mav just said on the behind-the-scenes stuff and the mo-capping stuff and the details they're putting in this game. But what does that release look like? Is it going to be this A budget Starfield type um, advertising uh, for Hellblade 2? Or is it going to be more quiet like... Hey, you're just going to know that this game is freaking great when you finally play it and here it is. That's a big question for me how they're going to do this. I, I don't know what they got I, riding on it. I think I they think go the
3: AAA route. Yeah. I just because like like kind of like what Jasper's saying, I think we see something at the uh VGAs. Yep. And I think instead of it being a release date, it's like the uh, developer direct date uh which would be like late January, early February, and either a late February release or a early March release, pretty, but I think uh, it's March. Yeah, I, I, I think this is going to be and it's not to be a, a one for one direct comparison to God of War, but I think this is going to be our God of War equivalent as far as the the run up and, and the marketing and things like that. So I think this will get all of not necessarily the exact same treatment as Starfield, but along those similar lines for like a triple A big budget game because Technically, they they did get somewhat of a big budget. I don't think it's quite Starfield budget range, but new studio mocap, state of the art stuff. Yeah, they 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 definitely got some cash out of it or cash invested in this. So we'll we'll see.
4: Oh yeah, like uh, watching the the mocap where they talk about how um, they put the full uh costume the full uh, makeup and everything on her doing the mocap doing everything to get the feel of how you know clothing would move when she's done when she does a certain interactions that could get the realistic flow of cloth and leather and uh if it has you know if it's hair that's muddied things like that i think they're really going all out i think they're just full they're pulling all the stops and going uh all in on this game uh, i really think they're going to have a huge huge marketing budget on this game as well i think they're going to push it uh we'll get like you said fuzzy we'll get a a, a uh, xbox direct at the uh, vga and uh, a date and then we'll get um probably like mid january and then we'll get a release date possibly um maybe like early late march for a release date and uh i really think that this game is gonna wow a lot of people because a lot of the the v- captures that they showed was in game footage or in engine i should say in engine uh and it just looks f- fucking crazy like the fabric all the textures that you saw um and they're just really they've the production that they've put into this game is has been so long i think they're just they're not gonna just uh you know chance it and i think they're really gonna uh really knock it out of the park when the uh when this game comes out yeah I told Elvin
2: in the chat if I was betting, I'd bet with that side for sure. It's just it's just a little curious because Hellblade 2 is one of those titles that doesn't fit stereotypically with Xbox, right? It is a new kind of market for them with this game on the narrative, really heavy focus side of it. And you know, again, people have been critical of their trailers and how they haven't shown any action gameplay yet. So, you know, it's just I'm just I'm just interested to see how Xbox is going to handle Ninja Ninja Theory's first bigger title out there, right? That's that's what I'm curious about. Yeah, and I think it's,
1: just- it's, it's also one of those games where it's like it can be tricky to capture good gameplay that comes across in a trailer. Um, so that may be an issue why they're like kind of not giving us as much gameplay right now, just because it can make it look weird and yeah. not as interesting.
4: I think it's it, it's really interesting uh like th- there was a couple of videos that i i just like i just discovered um because I, I didn't i didn't see it and these i think came out last year i believe but it's like the psychological aspect of the game and how realistic and they actually worked with phys- uh, not physicians uh s- um, psychiatrists and doctors in the field on you know psychosis and um people with split personalities and um schizophrenia and things like that they're really going all in, like getting like realistic data and really um g- like immerse the uh that the the Not al- oh my i almost called it aloe um um uh, senua senua uh really um show like her internal struggle and we'll see like the difference of what ha- what battles she's won internally from the first game to the second game, as kind of see her as a uh, almost like a general or a leader within their tribe, um, and really because you know we saw that one scene with the troll, so it seems like she's the leader or the the general uh, of their people, so. I think it's just really, really going to be a touching game. And it's going to be like very riveting and how like crazy accurate, like the, 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 you know, like the voices that you hear. Because in the first game, it was nuts, especially when they did the 4K uh, 60 update and the, the really, popped the the sound really popped with the Dolby atmos and like it really amp- amplified it and now we're they're using state-of-the-art uh, equipment and they're it's going to be even more uh, realistic and it's going to going to be a point where people are going to be like holy shit i can't play this game that long because it really fucks with my head and i got to Played in sections because I mean that's that where I'm I'm gonna feel like people are gonna be like they're gonna be blown away by how good this game and how detailed uh, Ninja Theory really put uh, time in and there I think this game is gonna be one of those uh, surprise hits uh, that no one thought it was gonna be.
0: Yeah, um, we'll have to wait and see how it pans out, but uh, I think Hellblade Two is gonna be a a very,
1: yeah. I was hoping Avowed would come out first.
0: Yeah, I think Avowed may be the holiday game. The, yeah, or
1: or, I was thinking maybe the May game or something like that. May was, was June
0: was South of Midnight for slated for next year. Or it didn't have 25? a date. Five. Okay. No. Yeah. no.
2: Right. We we we've, we've talked about this map, right? Yeah. We think it's Hellblade to Avowed, right? Possibly Contraband, and then uh, um, we know they got
0: Towerborn and Flight. So Tower.
2: Towerborn, Flight Sim, and then you know there's some of us who think Clockwork Revolution is going to be the holiday game. That's where I think Clockwork Revolution is the holiday game. I really do.
0: Um, Alvin hit us with five dollars. Says remember they aren't changing genres, even with fleshed out combat. It's still Hellblade. Some online expecting God of War, uh, um, comparisons are just trolling. Yeah, I it ain't going to be. I think it's going to be another Hellblade game that really pushes and advances Hellblade forward. But like, um. And I'm all for that. Help! The first game was a special game, right? So I can't wait to can't wait to try it. Uh, there's only one last little thing I want to get to, guys. Um, and we won't spend a lot of time on this, but uh, there was this. Uh, I don't want to address necessarily this rumor specifically and talk too much about this, but it, there was this crazy Xbox rumor that came from a random account on Reddit uh, oh that just made the one post or, or whatever. Uh, But it did get me thinking, right? So this one rumor, and this is, take the, this rumor honestly means nothing, okay? But the rumor was that uh, Xbox is going to buy, or they've already negotiated, and they're going to announce the deal next month or whatever, that they've acquired all the Paramount IP rights uh, for um, globally, right? So not necessarily buying Paramount, but acquiring the ip rights for games and whatever right um so it just got me thinking about this aspect because that was such an off-the-wall random rumor that popped up and people were starting to share it but like would that be a good idea for them to do something like that with a company like xbox like or do you think that's really not something that they need because I, I yes, feel like...
1: because we can get more Star Trek games. That's the only reason. <laughs> well,
0: not just Paramount, but like you look at <laughs> yeah. it with any of these companies. But like buying the IP, like going out and buying IPs without buying the stuff behind it, right? And it's not really their style. Like, right. like, is that something that you think they? Like the only reason I could think is now that they have Activision Blizzard, right? It would uh, they would be able to use things and create more. Um, transmedia type stuff between gaming and, and shows and stuff like that but uh
4: well all right so i i i, I don't, did you look up what their ips are
0: yes i, I did yeah.
4: yeah i'm looking at it now too yeah,
0: yeah so and, and like, that's why i've been like this is like 99.99999999999% chance that this uh, this rumor is this complete utter rant made up bullshit okay
4: yeah putting that but, out there if you look at what they have, like, you know... um They have Star the, the Trek and gaming, Mission Impossibles. That's about game, it. <laughs> what? G.I. Joe, Transformers, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, but they
0: have the film rights
4: um, for those things. Not the game yeah. rights. Hasbro's no. got those. Yeah. That yeah. is correct. That's but the they, problem with they, all the
1: Paramount shit is it's mixed with other companies. Yeah. So all mm, those, yes. they
4: have the film but rights. But they too. could possibly... Well... Look at Sony; they have the film right to Spider Man, and they make Spider Man games. So yeah, but that's because
0: of a separate deal that they made with Insomniac. They, it has nothing yeah, to I, do with the yeah.
4: I I understand that, but that also means that they could do the same thing with. But they could do that now. Do In that, yeah. yeah,
0: they don't need that's to own. But they don't need to own the movie rights to. to they
1: would just to. go to Hasbro if they wanted to make right. a Transformers thing instead of buying Paramount's movie mm-hmm. IP
4: rights. Unless they're buying Paramount, so they can have a moving streaming service that, so they can compete with Sony. But that's that not aspect. what the rumor is. But then you would just be buying Paramount streaming services
1: right. at that
0: point. But the, see, that's also that's why I'm separating that. that. That's not what this rumor was. It's not buying Paramount. It's buying the IP rights, right, for their products, for like oh. use of like gaming and stuff, right? Like, um and it, presumably they could do their own streaming service as well and use those same IPs. I, As I said, globally, I don't know if that means movies and TV shows as well, Um, which wouldn't make any damn sense for Paramount to do. Just all of a sudden give up all of your stuff that makes yourself special to a potential competitor that has more money than you. <laughs> like, yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense business-wise. It, so the rumor didn't make a lot of sense. It should be like, if there was a rumor, it should be like Microsoft buying Paramount, right? That would make more Sense feasibly to as a potential rumor um but like it did get me thinking about buying ips for for the sake of gaming right uh Mm -hmm. would that be interesting now the ones you mentioned psycho would be awesome it's just that they don't paramount doesn't have those for games right they Mm -hmm. have those specifically only for movies right
4: yeah because they got the crow and friday 13th it says they have Iron Man, Indiana Jones. That's just so. for movies
1: also, right?
4: I know. But yeah. I'm just saying that yeah. they already got the The only game right thing for I can think of
1: would be is if they plan on giving it like as a game pass perk every month. They're like, here's all the Mission Impossible movies for a Game Pass perk. Something like that. That's the yeah. only thing that makes yeah. sense. But
4: Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. The- maybe that's what they're thinking that they bought the rights. Maybe they just uh did a deal so they can bring the movies to game pass because you see there a lot of movies right now have game pass uh sales on them
5: mm-hmm.
4: so it, it it could be something along there but wherever this person pie saw it maybe is mixing the messages or the you know he's getting things he thinks that they're buying the ip okay so versus to that aspect
0: just, what if yeah to buying that to add movie content to get to as to add your subscription within game pass or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Out. But I don't, it wouldn't be like a streaming thing. I think it would be more like you a get perk. it for this month and then it's like next month we will do like a different franchise as a perk. You redeem it. You can watch it this month. And then, so it wouldn't be like the entire paramount catalog. Cause then that would take away paramount's position. So it would have to be like a limited time thing that continues to cycle out.
4: Yeah. Do you have a one month, you know, for the month of whatever, you could watch this movie. Right. So or something.
0: Who owns the official complete rights to Ninja Turtles? Because I Nickelodeon. See, okay, so... But what about the toys?
4: I think maybe that's the animated that Nick... Well, no, because Nickelodeon... I know
1: Paramount just last year bought the rights to stream Ninja Turtle stuff, so... I,
0: I know that know. Know Paramount has, owns Nickelodeon, right? So, yeah. So that's within there. Okay but then they don't make Nickelodeon doesn't make their own toys right do they own so like Hasbro is Hasbro like its own thing or, or is, it, is Hasbro make Nick, Ninja Turtle toys or do they or is
1: it somebody well, else
3: so, I think it might be somebody else, but I think, I think it's, it's licensed be, by Nickelodeon. Yeah. It
1: might be a licensed thing. Right. So, like any toy manufacturer to just get a license. Okay, it.
4: what it what it looks like is they had the rights to the older Ninja Turtle, not the newer Ninja okay. Turtle stuff. So, so the stuff that was back in the nineties that we grew up on was Paramount, and then now the stuff is Nickelodeon. Right. So it's like, like a, a Nin- Michael Bay.
0: It says Nickelodeon on the box and a new Ninja Turtle toy. Right. So I'm so guessing Paramount and Nickelodeon have full complete control over the Ninja Turtle brand, right? So that would be cool. You could get Ninja Turtle games. I, I would celebrate that, right? Um,
3: I anyways. think this is just more so like a partnership kind of along the lines of like perks and some of it also relates to gaming. Like for Top Gun, for example, Top Gun stuff came to Flight Sim and there was at one point a uh, like a free rental of the newest movie or yep. something along those lines. So yeah, I, I think it's to kind of do some of that, that transmedia stuff, uh, but it, it's going to tie in, in relation to the game. So if, you know, if next year, if Indiana Jones is ready, then we'll probably. probably be able to also get like the trilogy or something like that. as far as like a, a month rental or something like that, or but buy the premium just edition older. and get, yeah, type of thing. So it, I think that's all it is when it comes to Paramount. I know they. I all, mean, so you
0: actually think this is a possibility that this rumor is it true, or
3: like, I I think some of it is stuff they've already kind of done. Like, I know they've already okay. done the Top Gun thing. I know um, that you know it it makes sense for the Indiana Jones thing to kind of do something similar where you get the free movie copy for the month or however many weeks when you get the game, and I could see them doing that with like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, because they've had the a couple of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games recently in Game Pass, so mm-hmm. I can see it as being like a a perk. Same thing with SpongeBob. Although it'd be more so, it'd probably make more sense to have the cartoons. But
1: yeah, SpongeBob that, Sea of Thieves crossover that would make sense.
3: <laughs> that, yeah,
1: that that would be kind of cool.
3: Or Star Trek and and you know um, Starfield kind of thing. So
4: yeah, or GI Joe and Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, that that But see, then be... that's again
1: where you're coming to like do they if they don't own the game rights and they just own the film rights, can they make a character in a game because then that's going back to gaming related stuff? Like I don't know how that would work.
3: I I think it's more so just to have like the additional perk stuff. So, why not why just have the game license, have the additional license so you can do that as like cross promotion stuff, I think. Yeah. I think that's where that that to me makes the most sense. Or like you know, Perfect Dark and Mission Impossible have some sort of like crossover. But mm, yeah. you know, you get the the Mission Impossible movies when you pre-order the game, like the Ultimate Copy. Oh, you get five days early, and you get you know the last Mission Impossible for like two weeks or something like that.
4: Yeah, they could do the Cloverfield and Call of Duty. They did they did King Kong and Godzilla. Yeah, so <laughs> they do they could do Cloverfield. Mm-hmm.
0: By the uh, way, that uh, new Kong game might have broken Gollum for the worst game release did. this year. Yeah. <laughs> it did. I mean, it it's did. no
1: surprise.
2: No, they, it was only in a year development too. By the way, they came oh, wow. out today. They went year old development. Yeah,
0: that's like smells like an old school license <laughs> yeah, game yeah. stuff going <laughs> on. Uh, maybe this is
2: finally their move. Maybe they're maybe they're going to move into more media sectors and they're going to start small. We always talked about WB Discovery as a whole, but maybe they just move on Paramount as a whole, right? market cap about 7 billion so they wind up paying probably 10 maybe mm-hmm. somewhere in that neighborhood maybe nine somewhere in that neighborhood a little bit bigger yeah. than the Zenimax it, purchase there was fun, it, there, there was, was rumors about netflix yeah exactly right? yes exactly. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's huge. I mean, that would be gigantic. Like, that'd be ridiculous. Um, and we all said that was ridiculous when they first popped up. But, you know, there are people outside of the gaming industry that are thinking, at least, that Microsoft will move into the entertainment industry, in the streaming industry, uh, on that side, TVs and movies. So if you're going to do that, why not start small? Uh, you just got over a big, giant regulatory process. This wouldn't this wouldn't include any gaming side of things. They don't have anything on the entertainment side. So if they're looking at Amazon still, if they're still looking at, you know, Sony with their movie side of things, if if they want to start moving in that direction, you start smaller paramount right now with them being down would be a place to start there.
0: Yeah. Just saying,
2: maybe the rumor got it wrong. (laughs) And it would
1: also make sense that like, you know, that Sony's only advantage right now in their service would be a movie front. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to combat that, you buy your own movie. Well, oh, that's
0: somebody. something we talked and, and, about a long time ago. That's why I thought yeah. like it would make more yeah. sense for the rumor to be that buying Paramount, not just the global yeah. IP. Right. Rights. And that's what right. I'm
2: saying. Maybe, the, maybe they got wrong because they right. Paramount's got movie studios. They got animation studios, which fits right in. Obviously, if they're going to start doing transmedia, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you move. It's something that we all speculated on that that. Was my ultimate thing that I said that Microsoft eventually wanted to become was an all kind of media company
1: overall. Well, it's yes, all content, already, right? It's all content. Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, and they've so had so so that dream in nowadays. the works since the Xbox One generation. Yeah, like, yeah.
2: And they, clo- I mean, they closed down their studios when Phil took over. That was one of the first things he did was close down that side of things because they needed to cut costs if he was going to, you know, make Xbox focus survive. In, yeah. yeah, focus in. But now they're focused in. They just acquired Activision Blizzard King, more IP that can certainly go transmedia as well. again it just makes a lot of sense eventually they do do that if they really want to get into this
3: space so yeah like i said paramount would be a perfect starting point for them why not yeah big picture what what would you prefer them acquire something like disney or netflix Mm. 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 well i don't
1: netflix really has their ip's weird because like they don't own a lot of it and the stuff they do own it's not like yeah. really translatable to gaming stuff uh, netflix the,
2: would be for the netflix would be for the, the platform, subscriber base. Yeah. The, platform yeah. the subscriber
1: yeah. base
3: right because you can roll all that
2: in oh my god yeah but yeah. you say like what you want and i would be like i would for rather have for disney disney future IPs shows for too yes because yes. you would have
3: all that that you can right. you know have them make the shows for disney you're buying basically all the the ip I, at IP, that point
0: yeah yeah, 100%. And a lot of talent too. And yeah. and I
2: wouldn't want Disney just because of the the still the theme parks being a big part. Yeah, I don't think Microsoft of wants any yeah, part in the theme yeah. the, the theme parks, man. I, I
0: just I, don't I would just say WB Discovery like just screw Netflix, screw uh, Disney, get WB
1: Discovery. You thing. know I agree, but it'd be like If they buy $40 Paramount, billion the first dollars. thing you do is go in and fix Star Trek, please. Thank you.
4: <laughs> Put Jasper in charge of Star Trek immediately, Phil. Yeah. We'll get that yeah, uh, they'll make it better by adding lightsabers. we, we gotta fucking
1: retcon a bunch of shit. We got a retcon of the last ten years of Star gonna, Trek. You know but what we'll you're get gonna
0: there. get is you're gonna get see Captain Kirk's cheeks. Uh just like Master <laughs> Cheeks. It's gonna happen.
1: We ain't uh, going back to Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk's you right
0: Cheeks, you're gonna see like star star cheeks everywhere, man. It's gonna be nuts. Uh but yeah, anyway, that's a fun little conversation to have. But um we do have a couple super chats to get to real quick. Um Splint Difference hit us with a a $2 super chat. says, My son is hurt by his favorite game. This is bullshit. I'm guessing uh, talking about uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Alvin, $2, says, Shredder's Revenge and Game Pass. Halo show on Paramount. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's go. Yep. God Emperor Sofa King with the five says they could scoop both Paramount and Disney, shut down all the amusement.
2: Park. Oh, my God. Can you imagine the outrage? Can <laughs> yeah. you oh imagine goodness. the outrage if, they, if Microsoft, Microsoft showed up? Shut
5: up? down Disney. <laughs> Studio, <laughs> Disney uh, the the, the thing
2: that Disney is still known for the most, which is their theme parks, and they shut them down. Oh, my God. Yeah. The hate. <laughs> the hate. Yeah. yeah. There's, so, the, mean, there's
0: still a too. special thing, right? Yes. To, like for be able to so take family and stuff like, yeah. Oh God. There I mean, it's be... become outrageous, but now, yeah, yeah no, it'd be oh,
1: my God. outrage
0: <laughs> everywhere. Um. Anyway, let's get everybody out of here, guys. Um. Psycho, where can everybody find you, bro?
4: Chat real quick before my internet dies. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming out. It was, it's fantastic to see everyone here. It's, an amazing time to be a gamer of course uh, love the energy that Xbox is bringing back uh, they're in a good place and can't wait to see what they are uh, they're going to show in the future but you can find me everywhere on social media at Second Aid, Mondays, Tuesdays and Fridays on the Fun Speculation Network at 10 o'clock we have three great shows come out, check us out and uh, again mav happy anniversary to you and caitlin uh you guys are amazing and uh love y'all
0: love you brand uh Bran. man
4: man brand 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 i'm the crippled boy man. from of game of thrones and man. the fuck?
0: whatever love you man um, i'm the
4: three-eyed raven <laughs>
0: uh fuzzy belvedere what about you sir
3: oh just want to thank you guys for having me on always awesome being on the show with you guys thanks to everybody in the chat for joining us oh and Congrats on your anniversary. Thank you, sir. And it's always, always special to be the one you love. Congrats to you and Kate. That's awesome. Thanks. Um, For those that want to hear my rambles and rants on anything gaming, just, you know, where to follow me on the app, formerly known as Twitter at Fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Find me on YouTube, Fuzzy Belvedere. You can also see me, Pong, and PTK Blam tomorrow on the Shop Podcast, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on PTK Blam's channel. And then see you guys hopefully here first thing, well, not first thing, but Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for FSP. Hope to see you there.
0: Thanks, Fuzz. Appreciate you, man. Jasper, 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 where can everybody find you, sir?
3: Yo, 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 check it out.
1: Lore Jasper Twitter, Lore Master Jasper on YouTube, all that fun stuff. And it's 10 o'clock right here on the Fun Speculation Network, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday with FSP fun pop and xbox ultimate that's my math that's what i do and have fun with math homework math yeah
0: i gotta go help with that (laughs) real quick because the deadline actually midnight so anyway pong soul sir where can people find you sir
2: you just answered my question, by the way. Did you see Steele in the chat? He goes, Diabler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, you guys know the drill. It's been a fantastic night. Uh, love you all. Thank you, chat. Lots of great conversation in there Against big topics tonight. Brothers, you all came with the great opinions tonight and a lot of good perspective on everything that's going on. Uh, and this is just going to continue to roll. This is our new norm now, I believe, uh, where we're at. So, everybody. You can find me, Soul on X, formerly known as Twitter, Soul on the Xbox. Tomorrow morning, in just about 10 hours or so, you can find me on living split screen with my brother from another steel rain, where we're going to have some big conversations as always, three plus hours, buckle up, be there. I know Saturday is now a big podcasting morning, Uh, lots of cool shows on. Shout out to the Gaming Circle podcast, K. Asante, and of course, Everborn Saga, but show up Two-tab it, three-tab it, whatever you got to do, be there. Steele and I are going to be having fun tomorrow morning. Uh, and then otherwise, tomorrow night, as Fuzzy said, PTK Blam's channel is the place to be to end your Saturday night or on the shop podcast, PTK Blam, Fuzzy, myself. And tomorrow we have returning... Awesome guests. Always have a good time with this gentleman. Slow mo backslap is going to be on, so we're going to have some great, great talk there. 10 p.m. or 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time, and then of course next week it starts all over again. Tuesdays, it's Xbox Factor Podcast. It's Double Barrel Gaming. It's Mr. Boomstick. 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. Don't miss those shows. And if you got to miss that one, guess what? Boom's got you covered because he goes five days a week. The man is a machine. Uh, otherwise, Thursday right back here for PM and the PM pong and Mav and the PM who knows what's going to come up next week, but you know, Mav and I'll be talking about it every Thursday night, 7 PM Eastern, six o'clock central time. Otherwise folks, it is the golden age of gaming. Please enjoy the rest of your weekend. Get out there, play what you love, love what you play. And I'm going to talk to you all real soon. Go ahead, Mav. Get right out on, brother.
0: Uh, thank you. Audio listeners as well. Appreciate you all. Um, chat, you guys rock. And thank you for all the support you show to the channel and, all of our shows here. Um, and remember, if you do like the show, hit that like button, share it out, sub, a notification bell, all that stuff. We're sitting at 85 likes right now, so uh, on the way out here, uh, hit that like button. We'll see if we can't get it to 100. I uh, Hope you have a fantastic night, guys. Take it easy. Go play some fucking games, because they're amazing. Peace out.